You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we are going to finish up with the episode called Failure is an Option. This is part two. If you've not listened to part one, hop back an episode so you can catch up and you can meet us right where we're at. We're going to continue on with that. As usual, I'm giving away a bunch of free stuff, including a free hypnosis guide, my hypnosis for confidence download, and um, I'll give you a couple couple other treats along the way. The reason why there's a part two is because we failed to we get failed it all done. We failed to get it all in done part <laughs> in part one. And, you have a brain like a chicken. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Oh, good for you. We'll be right back, folks. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Woohoo! We're talking about this episode, uh, just in case you missed the intro. It's it's failure is an option, uh, but this is part two. So if you failed to watch part one, go back and do that. So you can be caught up with us. And if you're a perfectionist, you'll want to do that. And if, if you're a perfectionist, you're probably not going to listen to me to this show for very long. But but do it anyway because you'll feel you'll feel obligated to because you need to finish. You started it. Yeah, if you started it, you have to finish. Exactly. So I'm going to keep everybody on here. We're in the podcast Detroit. Detroit studios in downtown Detroit. Yeah. The Detroit shipping company. Yeah. In the big D. Yeah. Uh, Podcast Detroit, downtown Detroit shipping company. You know what? This place is a a whole bunch, like 33 different shipping containers all fused into a great big meeting space. There's restaurants. There's 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 a bar. bar. Oh, yeah. It's great, cool stuff here. Uh, and and I love you, Northville. I'm not going to bash on you because uh, we had our studios out there for a while. We did, and 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 it was a great location. I mean, it was a nice it was a nice facility, mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't it didn't have this ambiance right. of people around. Right. Like because I mean, honestly, there 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 are tables right outside our studio where mm-hmm. people just be sitting and having drinks, staring and, at and you, staring while at you while you're yeah. doing your podcast. Exactly. I think that's great. Open, I mean, open, I can look open. out the window here and see the skyline of downtown Detroit. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just a it's a cool place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you're ever out and about, plug for Detroit Shipping Company. Yep. I don't know if they'll give us. Maybe they'll if they're listening. Maybe they'll bring something up for free. But <laughs> <laughs> you can always try. Yeah, I, I got to find the manager again that I met the first time I was down here. He's a good guy. Matt's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Speaking of Matt, Matt Fox is here oh, with me. Yes, I am. As usual, uh, handling all my production needs uh, the best I can. Yes, that, that's that's good to know. Yeah, um, as long as I'm here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you where you can find me, folks. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. You can find the podcast page on there with all of our episodes going all the way back to number one. Mm-hmm. We are on 70. Oh, I didn't number it on my notes. 74. Really? 75. Yeah, well, we've been like talking to that. that much. We have. We've been talking yeah, a I lot. I talk more to you than I talk to some of my kids. <laughs> I know. I feel like <laughs> we spent a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
What kind of radio show is this? I, well, I don't know. We're, we're, we probably don't want it. We don't we want, don't want to know. know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, at Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are Motor City Hypno, H-Y-P-N-O. Awesome. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you can find me on Patreon. Patreon's a creator site where you can kind of donate to a creator's um, whatever it is. Songs, music, writing, podcast. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff on Patreon. Mm-hmm. A lot of it I found, and, and just because I'm, I spend a little more time on YouTube than I should, speaking of failures. <laughs> How many times uh, have you gone down that rabbit oh hole? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it, it's crazy. I, I feel like a, a teenage gamer sometimes, <laughs> you know, but, but it's just like, even like uh, I'll find a reaction video. And and it's really weird that there's there's this there's this um there's this like human compulsion from a lot of people to see other people react to something you enjoy. Yeah. And I just I I, I again in your face and YouTube they track every, they track all your activity. So they they'll suggest things on your front page when you pull it up. Mm-hmm. So last night I'm serious. I was like I was pretty much I had I had an opening between my second to last and my last client about mm-hmm. an hour so I just went in and I was doing some work and I've just pulled up YouTube real quick and there was this guy who'd never watched Silence of the Lambs and he was reacting to it and I'm like oh I got to see his reaction cuz there's so many parts I just want to see how he reacts to this and it's just <laughs> it's for me I don't know why it's just like I I just I, I want to see what the reaction is mm-hmm. it was I don't know I get I get hooked well, into crazy well, stuff what was his reaction uh well a lot of it was like oh my gosh or, or it was just like this is just effing creepy yeah was that the dancing scene yeah yo, oh yeah <laughs> i'm just like i don't want to see it i don't want to see it well you didn't that's the thing right <gasps> oh great odin's raven you know it's funny that you mentioned you know people watching people have reactions yeah my, my wife shared a video of these two young ladies, these two Korean ladies, and they're yeah. vi- and they're very well spoken. They're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and they're watching U.S. commercials. Oh, and I've seen re- those yeah. too. Like like foreigners reacting to U.S. stuff. It's right, like they right. do commercials. These they're food. His, they're so funny yes. to look, to watch them. They, I, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, we were just watching those uh, those two last night react to you know U- United States U.S. commercials or what mm-hmm. have you. You know the old Spice commercials that they're watching. Like they they're like that's brilliant marketing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that guy. Uh, so I don't I don't know how I got off on the YouTube tangent, but um, <laughs> oh, we're mind. talking about creators. We're oh. on Patreon. Yeah, yes. finally. See, we don't go on when we go on tangents, folks. We do it right. Yeah. We don't fail. <laughs> oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it? Weird? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know it's way in the background on that one. Oh, so yeah, find me on Patreon. You Please. can donate. You can get cool stuff like this T-shirt mm-hmm. and uh, coffee mug, and uh, yeah, help the channel out. Still looking for it. And wherever you're listening, this is the most important thing, whether it be on iTunes, Shopify, Spotify. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't sure. know. I don't know what I'm saying. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Like, See, we said that we said that last yeah. episode. Yeah. We we're not we don't edit. We, we're we just, don't. We're, we're just it's just raw. You get what you get. But so. I believe you were gonna ask your folks to yes. like and subscribe. Like, and, like comments. and subscribe. Yeah. Um please do that. That would help me more than anything. And uh it just helps promote the show and get the word out. That would be super helpful. So I would appreciate that very much. Cool. It's that time. Time. How winning is done.
So I guess we're going to stay on the animal theme. Okay. I, I don't like I said we we do a lot of animal stories. They mm-hmm. there are a lot of good ones, and I think that's why I find so many because it's not it's not impossible to find good news stories, but it's not easy either. No, um, there there are three or four sites that I frequent to look for a lot of these stories that we do for winter of the week, mm. and sometimes it's it's just like uh, I, I'm just trying to think of something just inane like. Man grows cactus in basement, you know. <laughs> That's not a and, cactus. Yeah, <laughs> it just. But sometimes they're just like, just they're, they're like trying too hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not a cactus. That's and, a moth. I ain't listening to you no more. <laughs> right. That's a moth. He's making a suit out of skin. <laughs> uh, so this one, and and this is really cool because because it, it's um, it's kind of a medical story, but it has to do with with dogs. Mm. Um. So, so they, the, um, I'll, I'll give you the title of the article and I'll read a little bit about it. Please. Pioneering arthritis treatment for dogs is rolled out and vets call it groundbreaking. Huh. A world first arthritis treatment for dogs is being rolled out uh, and the vets are hailing it as groundbreaking. The new biological therapy involves the synthesis of antibody, modi- antibody molecules to eradicate pain caused by arthritis. Hmm. The antibodies have been manufactured in the USA by Zytus, the largest global animal health company. And um, hmm. I guess they're going to release it in Scotland first. I'm not sure why, but they say Scotland's dogs will be the first country to benefit with eight veterinary clinics across the country distributing the treatments. Wow. Um, and they give an example. Uh, Apex Vets near Falkirk is one of those clinics, and 13-year-old Cocker Spaniel Chloe was recently brought in for treatment. The pooch suffered for nearly 10 years with dysplasia in her hind legs and front elbow, which later developed into arthritis. Mm. The medicines available caused liver damage. The Cocker most Spaniel? Of those menu, most of those okay. medications. Huh. So the, the owner, the, Chloe's owner said, with this treatment, it, it would be a godsend, not just for Chloe, but for other dogs living with art, arthritis too. Um, so yeah, it, it, and, and, and the, the doctor one of, one of the, or the co-director of Apex Vets said, the new treatment feels like the next big leap in science for dogs. I hope so. Yeah, it's just, just a great thing because yeah. I mean, and honestly, we, we're just talking about my dog who just got his cone off today, by the way, mm-hmm. if you didn't hear that last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh but you think about your dogs and, and uh, you know, be pessimistic or, or downer, but, you know, they're, they're, they have a limited lifespan, yeah. as do humans, but ours are much longer than mm-hmm. theirs are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if they can live, you know, 12, 14, 16 years and, and you want all of those to be mm-hmm. quality years for the dog. Yeah. Because um, nobody has to, you know. And that's the thing. You are their entire life. Right. Yes. You might you're, have three or four pets throughout your lifetime, yeah. but you, you are their entire yeah. life. You're yeah, mm-hmm. you're the only person they will ever have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so so yeah, I, I just found it very fascinating and a very and a cool story for the, and and I don't I have no idea when this is being released in the United States. This article just came out on the fifteenth, which was four days ago. Oh wow, okay. So those of you in the those of you in the U.S., if you're in in, in United States, you might want to check with your vets and ask about it mm-hmm. because uh, if your dog has. Uh, arthritis it might be a great treatment option you had mentioned it's for it's a cocker spaniel 13 year old cocker spaniel but uh dysplasia hip dysplasia arthritis is Mm -hmm. really seen a lot more in the in the larger dog yes typically like the labs and the retrievers yeah right right Mm -hmm. in the the, yeah yeah 
Yeah. The German Shepherds. That's what I was looking oh, for. Oh, Shepherds also. Yeah. Yes. Right. But yeah, because they, they develop it a lot quicker and a lot sooner than the smaller uh, species. Uh-huh. So, but everyone, every every pet is different. So. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So yeah, ask about that. The, the link to the story will be in the show notes. So take a look there and you can kind of follow up on this. But I thought it was just a really cool story. I, I hope great. it I hope it helps dogs and they can uh, live without the pain of arthritis. Oh, I wonder what it do for cats eventually. I, you know, I'm a, I don't I'm a know. cat That's guy. A good question so because 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 they talk about synthesis of antibody molecules. Ah, I'm sure. sure it's 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 probably very physiologically geared towards dogs. All right. That's I fair. would think. I'm I'm no scientist. I love my puppies. I love my oh, cat. So. Good for you. <laughs> yes, no, I do. I do too. Yeah, I I love my dog too. So if I can get him some 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 help, yeah, some help. So yeah, um, Zoetis Z O E I T U S. Global Animal Health Company, you're our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Cool. Yes, it is. Taking care of the animals. We are. I like the animals. That's mm-hmm. why we have a lot of animal stories here. Um, I mean, if I didn't like animals, I wouldn't be, uh, <laughs> you know, doing so much stories on them. Right. But it's quite pungent. Things yeah, sometimes. sometimes, yeah, it depends on your animal. Yeah, so I, I don't want you to fail because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know failure is an option, but I don't want failure you to fail. is an option, but, but I don't want you to fail. Yes. So, where are we starting? For we're starting mm-hmm. off. We are talking about perfectionists, and we're answering the questions. And I gave you through, and I'm just going to rifle through the ones that we went through last episode, please, just to catch you up. Uh huh. Um, so you know where we left off, and and definitely go back and listen to that one. Um, so that you can be on the same page, mm-hmm. literally, as I'm looking through my notes. <laughs> so perfectionists, uh, all or nothing thinking, mm-hmm. highly critical, mm-hmm. pushed by fear, mm-hmm. unrealistic standards, hmm. focused on results more. And, and that one, I just, I'll just drop in a little explanation because people would say, well, why wouldn't you want to focus on results? Mm-hmm. I think you could, but – the problem there is when when you're focused on the results and and you don't enjoy the journey mm-hmm. the result is the most important thing right and you miss out on all the things it takes to get there and how rewarding that can be everything you just mentioned you know what that reminds me of date night <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah Noah, you're right it's like all it's all the steps to get there yeah uh-huh. right it's, it's the whole thing right so let's 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 continue our list to let you know if you're a perfectionist. Uh, and if you're listening, you're probably cringing because something probably is not right for you. Uh, the next thing, depressed by unmet goals. Mm. So perfectionists in general are, are much less happy and easygoing than their high achievers. And the high achievers are, are, are the people that it's kind of the ideal you have you have a drive and you want to achieve highly, but you're you, you don't hold yourself to to the level of perfection. Hmm. Um, while high achievers can bounce back easily from disappointment, perfectionists tend to beat themselves up and wallow in negative feelings whenever their high expectations are not met. Wow! So they're highly critical that they feel a, a lot of perfectionists I work with in the office. Um, they're so down on themselves. Mm-hmm. They're so like self critical and and. Um, beat themselves. Yeah, up they a lot. beat themselves up constantly. And, yeah. and I will say, in fairness, a lot of a lot of individuals who have that view of themselves, it's come from somewhere. It, it, it's 
and I'm not going to say always, but a lot of times it could come from an abusive childhood where, where you never got approval from parents or mm-hmm. one of the parents. It could have come from conflict at school growing up where maybe you were, you know, the kid that was made fun of all the time and, right. and just didn't have a good self-esteem. That was me. Yeah. I, I went through, I went through that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That, that it was, it wasn't constant, but thank God. But, uh, Right. I, I got I mean, picked on. Unfortunately, it was always, you know, there's always somebody under you, which I hate to be the, the kid on the bottom of the pole, but, uh, right. you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, but a lot of times we, we develop these, these self sabotaging or, or self defeatist feelings and, and, and thoughts when we're very young. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're depressed when your goals are not met and you, and that you get stuck there. Um, fear of failure. This is a big one. Um, and I think we all kind of hold to this somewhat. There are, I don't know, I, I, I I'm not going to guess on the number, but but like hundreds of hundreds of is, hmm. is that millions now podcasts out there. Oh, there's there there are there are. Uh, I saw the number, and it's it's just like yeah, there's a lot, like a couple hundred million or something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's tons. So especially over the past year and a half. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Since I started, yeah. <laughs> Sons of. <laughs> hey, you started a trend there, Dave. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we just started a trend. I guess, <laughs> but but the, but it's that fear of failure that prevents so many people from doing it, doing something. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I brought the podcast up is, honestly, in the big picture, and this is, this is a good example. I could hold. My, I could be if if I were if I were an ultimate perfectionist, I would record every one of these, go back, listen to it like 30 times edit out every uh, um, no, mistake I would make sure every, and if it wasn't right, I'd redo it and then I would have to release it and I'd be following it. And if it didn't have a specific amount of listens, that'd yeah. be the, I, I mean, think of, think of the stress and anxiety and living like that and, and having those types of expectations for things. Some shows you. would actually be as long as the edited version of blazing saddles, <laughs> which is what? Two minutes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, is- <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. Yeah, I I would play I would play a drop from uh, Blazing Saddles, but I can't find nothing. Oh. I can't put anything from there on here. Uh-uh. 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 That, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't even re- I can't even reference anything. We're done. We're done with that one. That's about as close so, yeah. as a reference yep. as you can get. Absolutely. Right there. <laughs> so fear of failure is a big one. Uh, procrastination, believe it or not. Mm. So. That seems to go contradictive to what a perfectionist might want to do because they would say, I want it to be perfect. And if you think it's perfect, you probably wouldn't procrastinate. The problem is the – the it, it, again, it seems like a paradox. But the problem is if you're a perfectionist, you're probably more apt to procrastinate because things have to be perfect for you to make a move. Right. Things have to be exactly right for you to be able to to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So so that's the whole point of it. Being a perfectionist, you probably have more procrastination than anybody else would. Mm. Be, because things are never going to be perfect enough for you to move forward. Nope. You won't even never. start. No, no, you, you you'll be stuck and and we call we call this that that um uh, I'm I'm forgetting the, the t- term for it. Um um you're frozen. You're, <laughs> oh. you're 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 frozen with fear and you can't take action. Huh. There's a term for it, and it just just went out of my mind. So I'm going through my Rolodex in my head trying to think of the word. 
Ah, uh, okay. like yeah, I do. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I do have a brain like a chicken. Uh, so that's crazy. But yeah, procrastination. And the problem is, when you procrastinate, you're just it's it's, it's again, it's much more likely now that you're not that you're going to fail at whatever you're doing. Mm. Because here's what happens with procrastination. And I can go back to school. Oh God, I can tell you how many all-nighters I pulled to finish a paper, study for an exam, mm-hmm. or. All of the things I, I I can I distinctly remember we we used to we'd have a pot of coffee on and we'd have um, I don't even think they sell these anymore no dose no caffeine pills caffeine I, not yep. not that I've seen I, I don't I've never seen I haven't seen them in a long time and I went to school a long time ago so uh, it's legal speed yeah uh, it, it, yeah pretty much <laughs> it, they're just caffeine pills mm-hmm. and we would do coffee and take those and we would stay up all night we 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 would just plan on it and and. You had your six pack of Jolt Cola over I mean, there as well. Yeah, you just got soda and <laughs> coffee, and and you just and and bec- and the reason you'd have to do this because you waited till the last night to start on a like a twenty page paper. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Or to study for a final exam. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. It's it's it makes things worse. And 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 we go back um, one of the podcasts. And I think it was on procrastination. We d- we did a specific podcast on that. Go mm-hmm. back and find that one. Um, that was a good 20, 25 episodes ago, but look for it. It's on the, it's on my website and it's also on all the other, all the podcast providers. If you scroll back, procrastination happens because you put things off until you're forced to do it mm-hmm. instead of choosing to take control and, and working on it ahead of time because mm-hmm. you know, logically in your mind, you know, it's going to be easier to do it ahead of time. Even if you do a little bit each day leading up to that big project. Um, but. Some of us just wait until we're forced into it and feel like we work better under pressure. Hmm. That's another another thing that happens. Interesting. Perfectionists will say, I work better under pressure. That's why I wait till the last minute. You're not going to get the result that you no, want. No, exactly. And that's that's the whole that's that whole paradox. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that perfect perfect result you want that you're shooting for anyway. Hmm. So um <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh-huh. Defensiveness. <laughs> what do you mean? No. <laughs> Shut me up. No, yeah, I'm going to shut you up. It's yeah. defensiveness. Why, 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 why? No, I'm not like that. They they tend to take constructive criticism very personally and get very defensive. But why? <laughs> and your high achievers will appreciate it. They'll appreciate that constructive criticism. They'll use it. I thrive they'll, on they'll it. use it to be better. Mm-hmm. I thrive on constructive criticism. That, because, that's a huge yeah. difference with, with the with the perfectionist. Perfectionist mm-hmm. does not want any criticism whatsoever. <laughs> I threaten I my, my boss, my team lead, whoever's ever been my mm-hmm. team lead, yep. every single one of them, I appreciate your ability for constructive criticism. Absolutely. You know, because you yep. you take it and then you run with it. And mm-hmm. You make it your own. You make your own changes. Right. I, we don't have to do anything. Yeah, uh, just one of the things I pride myself on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great thing to to be able to accept it and and not have it, it's not personal to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, huh. your perfectionists tend to have low self esteem. Oh yeah. And we hit on that when we were talking about the category of. As soon as I flip my page back over, um. The depressed part? Fear of failure, Feel. being depressed by unmet yeah. goals, yes. Yep. Uh, but again, low self-esteem fits in there because, again, you probably are not happy with yourself because you never you never meet your goals. Nope. If you're a perfectionist, you're never going to do anything because you'll never meet the goal. So you might as well just say, 
I'm going to fail every time I do something. Right. That's kind of what what it boils down to. Right. But failure is an option. But failure is an option. That's why that that's what this episode is about. Yeah. Failure is an option. <laughs> Always. So I'm going to give you some strategies to deal with perfectionism. If 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 you if and and it's this is not like a black or white yes or no thing. It's it's not like you are a perfection perfectionist or you're not a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. We may some of us may lean one way or another. You're kind of in the spectrum somewhere. Um, so if, if you feel like you're more, or, or maybe you really are one of those perfectionists that's all in and you know it, um, the first thing is set realistic, attainable goals, smart goals, um, smart goals. Like we mentioned last episode, specific, um, specific, measurable, attainable, attainable, realistic, realistic, time bound, time bound. And it, because if, if you set these unrealistic goals, you, you don't have a chance of getting there. Um, you know, I if you want to play guitar, you're not going to sit down in one day and play like Jimi Hendrix. That's yeah. an unrealistic goal. Uh, yeah, I, I, unless yeah. Uh, unless you were born to do it. Well, I mean, unless you're some some prodigy of, <laughs> of some type, you know, like, you know. But <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. But but I mean, that's an example of. Of course, that that takes practice. It takes years of practice and, and effort and input. So mm-hmm. so again, make it make your set realistic, attainable goals. Got it. Um, break up overwhelming tasks into small steps. Mm-hmm. I'll go back. I'll go back to music because I just used the guitar example. Typically, when somebody playing a guitar learns a song, now people can do it quicker than others. But the best way to learn it is you learn it note by note, right? Measure by measure. Mm-hmm. You do it until you get it down, and then you add to it in chunks until you string it all together. Mm-hmm. It's step by step learning. You do one part until you have it down. You move on to the next part, and they're small, attainable chunks. Yep, and and that just makes it easier. Um, focus on one activity or task at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with fifty different things from different areas because right. you're just going to get spread too thin, and then you're not going to get anything done. It's like cleaning your basement. You're not yes. going to get it all done. No, you know, that, Start that's a, in a corner. I've, believe me, I that this is a specific issue with a lot of clients, Matt, like cleaning a room or cleaning their basement or mm-hmm. their garage. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, it's too much. And I'm like, yeah, it is too much. You're not going to do this in one sitting. Right. So my goal for you, and I'll tell them, the, 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 I'll, I'll look right at them. I'm like, when you come in next week, I want you to I, just tell me one item that you removed. Right. That's all I want you to do. I don't want you to do more than that. What's the, what's the next one? Um. The next one is realize that mistakes present learning opportunities. Perfect. This one, I, I, I and I'll use a baseball example on this one. And for those of you who are not sports fans, bear with me. Okay. When you come, if you've played baseball, you know what baseball is: the pitcher and the batter. Batter's trying to, the pitcher's throwing the ball, the batter's trying to hit it. So, mm-hmm. I, I've I've used this example in other areas, but say a guy goes up there, and, and my coach, I remember in high school, he used to say, "Listen." Especially in the, in the beginning of the game, he would say nobody swings on the first pitch. Right. You tell us. Right. I, I don't care if it's I don't care if it's down the middle. You let it go. Mm-hmm. He was adamant about this because he wanted us to see. He wanted us to learn mm-hmm. how the pitcher's throwing. Mm-hmm. And I could go up there and swing first pitch, get a hit, mm-hmm. and and somebody would say, "Oh, that's successful. You you've arrived." I did, but it wasn't out of anything. That was more. It, it could have been a lot of it could have been luck. Fair. I chose that pitch to swing at. I hit it. Now, would it have been a better or would I have learned more had I stood up there and took 
five, six, seven pitches, mm-hmm. follow a couple off, see a couple that are out of the zone, right. see what pattern he's using, see his watch him and see where his release is. See, you're all, you're gaining information. And even if I struck out at that point, now I have eight or nine pitches of information in my head for the next step at. Right. Fair. It, like it's it. just, it's just these mistakes or failures can be learning opportunities. Got it. And the the bottom one, this is this is probably the best one of them all. Confront your fear of failure by remaining realistic about the outcomes. This is the question. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? If you fail, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? <laughs> Nothing. And I guarantee you, 99 times out of 100, or nine, nine, 999 times out of 1,000, it's nothing that is life-threatening nope. or that's going to alter your existence in any way. Nope. I, and I say this to clients. I say, listen, you just what's the worst thing that could happen? And when they say, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Right so, folks, we are we're all set on that. Well done. Failure you is an option. Always. If you fail, it's still a success because you'll learn from it. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. All right, folks. Change your thinking, change your life, (laughs) laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.